Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game's media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you want to listen to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. Uh, if you are watching it, wait, yes, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise, thepopcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it, or you can help support the brands and help support us just like the team over at Manscaped. If you head over to au.manscaped.com, you can save yourself uh, some, some dollary dues, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Max, I'm fucked. I am absolutely yeah. rooted. Rooted. What'd you do? Not sleep very much. Mm. So, Why? So, <laughs> I know you're grilling me like your dad. Why? Why are you talking? What? I bet it's your. I bet it's your. It seems like that seems like a poor life choice. <laughs> Look, it's not, not a <laughs> not, not a poor well. life choice. Uh, but there were you know there were some decisions that I made that were interesting. So, um, as everyone knows, I I do work at uh, DMDU uh, Deathmatch Racing Promotion here in Melbourne. So yesterday they essentially had their biggest show ever. Uh, it was a show called War Games. Oh, I think, sorry, it was called the Great Emu War Games. Uh, where the idea is, it was a the end of a massive blood feud between two parties. Obviously, the team of Deathmatch Down Under versus the team of Anti Deathmatch Party. Uh, so it, it, the storyline was it all culminated into this absolute gra- massive moment. Where the only way to uh, to finalize the fight uh, would be to have two rings smooshed together with a cage around it. Anything goes, weapons, two teams of five, chaos ensues. So yesterday, that's what I did. I was out of the house from 9am yesterday morning, and I got to bed at 5am this morning. So, got there for setup, helped set set everything up, which I could. I then... uh, (laughs) So then, when the show began, so I I've been to, I'm now the audio visual guy for the show, which was which was fun. Uh, I did it last night for the first time by myself. Uh, it went well ish. Uh, so it turns out my OBS doesn't like a particular video codec, so it would sometime it would play a video, but then it would hitch occasionally. But not all the videos, just some of the videos. So it depends on however they compress them or, you know, whatever they exported them on their end when they send it to me. And I went, thanks, and just plonked it into OBS without thinking about it. Might be, might be a problem. So that was a minor, inco- that was a minor inconvenience. Uh, then from then, at the end of the show, uh, during that said War Games match, uh, a gentleman, one of the ring crew, uh, jacked up his wrist, shattered it completely. So I went to catch someone, fell backwards, blew apart his wrist. 
so I then had to run him to the hospital. So I was at the hospital for a little while. Then I came back and then I helped finish the pack up. And then from the pack up, we went to the storage container where we unpacked everything from the uh, from the truck into the into the storage container. Then drive back to back from Altona to Melbourne, uh, to sorry to Geelong. And yeah, hence I got home at about four thirty, and I stood in my kitchen, and then I went to bed and fell asleep. Long, long day, and then I was up at like eleven, ten, eleven, somewhere around there. And I'm just I've been barely a functioning human all today. And like I jacked up. Did I talk about my jacked up foot? No. Oh, oh, well, you coming up with just the one word answer. <laughs> so two weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, I went to a show, another wrestling show called Renegades of Wrestling. And during that, sh- uh, just before that show started, um, I was working in front of house and I had one of the uh, wrestlers go, hey, we need a champagne bottle for a bit. Can you please run to the closest liquor store and get one? So like, sure. And there was like 10 minutes till doors opened. So I was like, shit. So I, I sprinted to the nearest liquor land. And during that, I went to step on a step well, on a pile of leaves, which turns out wasn't a pile of leaves. It was just a giant hole in the ground. So I then proceeded to roll my entire ankle inwards, um, which then pulled and damaged all the muscles and tendon that hang around from underneath my, my foot up into my ankle, right where my heel sits. So that was really hurty last week. Uh, sorry, most, yeah, last week and the week before. Um, it started to go away, which was really nice. But then during all the moving around yesterday and lifting stuff and whatever, it started killing. And today it's it's unimaginably painful. So my body's aching from lack of sleep, foot pain, and just general doing an entire day of moving things around. And I am so brain dead. So brain dead. But why are you tired, man? <laughs> I also didn't get to bed till 4.30 this morning. And I also got up at 10 o'clock this morning. But that was just because I lost track of time killing one boss over and over and over again in Diablo for about four hours. Jesus. So, you know, that's that's my life. <laughs> was it worth um, it? Did it pay off? Yeah, actually, I got I got from level 40 to 69. So, oh, you know, nice. We got there. Yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> nice. Um yeah my week's been pretty chill though um had a good good family day today which was fun uh we're heading away soon so not not this weekend but the following weekend where, oh we're hey patch if little... you're watching such a thing this what are you doing in two weeks <laughs> heading off for a little, little family vacay down through port ferry um so we'll be i think we're leaving friday we're getting back sunday night possibly monday I'm not sure yet depends on how things go because we're going with not just my family but the in-laws as well so nice. that'll be a true test to how, the resilience of everyone yeah. <laughs> the resilience of everyone yeah that should be fun yeah it's gonna be a lot of kids though it's gonna be a lot of kids oh so. yeah that's gonna be that so it might suddenly just fall short yeah so yeah there'll be four kids and six adults and it's just like ugh. that's an uncomfortable ratio mm yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of un- unhappy and probably just children that will like mutiny. They come together and mutiny against the parents. Yeah, ver- various at various age groups from like mm. one and a half up to like eight. So Jesus. they're all like in that like crappy zone. Mm. Yeah. Well, look. So right now we're sitting here and we're talking very like monotone and blur because we're all so fucking tired. But. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll try my best to try peak some excitement right now because Max, I've been playing some games this week. Have you finished a game this week? No, I have not. I haven't gone back. Oh, you suck. No, I haven't gone back yet. Uh, but yeah, so I think so. Uh, last week when we recorded, um, we we're talking about the quarry, mm-hmm. and at the start of the show, we we're talking about how for some reason the lighting in the game is jacked up, which it totally is, but. We were like, the start of the game is so unbearably dark, I don't even know how we can play it. However, this week, I think I know the answer. So, this week, one of the things I did on a relatively impulse decision, uh, I was looking at my TV, it's 42 inches, and I'm sitting X amount of meters away. I'm like, this TV is unbearable. I can't fucking read a thing. I have to sit literally at the end of my couch to see anything, and I just can't do it. I can't do it. And I've been thinking about upgrading my TV for a little while. I was like, okay, well, let's have a look. Let's look what's going on around. And then I saw that, you know, 
uh, JB and good guys would ever have this 50 months interest free thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've never wondered how that worked. Well, you know, uh, uh, hang on, just to cut you off, it's it's not interesting. It's interest free, so lack of interest. Uh, oh, not very oh, interesting boom. at all. Boom. Well, that's, dead joke. Yeah, that's a pretty good dead joke. And delivered with that dead. That... Uh, that's it. I'm done now. That's it for yeah. me. Good yeah. night, everyone. Yeah, in your level, he gave it with that like dad flatness too, which was really nice touch. But uh, yeah, so I've got a mate of mine that works the good guys. And I was like, hey, I am wanting to upgrade my TV. Um, but I, I'm just looking around at the moment. Like I just so, cause like 50 months interest free thing tickles my interest, but how does it huh, tickles my fancy, but how does it work? Uh, what can I do? Whatever. Like, I don't want to spend too much. I, you know, I'm just, I don't have a lot of, do you of have something that has fallen off the back of the truck recently? Just, yeah. <laughs> so then, then he goes, Oh, I think I can work out something for you. I'm like, Hey, you working today? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here to whatever. I'm like, yeah, no worries. I'll come down a little bit. So I hop in the car, go down to good guys. And during and on the drive, I get a message from him going, being like, "Oh, man, have I got you a deal?" I was like, "Oh, here we go." So I get to I get to the good guys, and I see him. He's a listener of the show, and he's been a friend for a while. His name is uh, McLovin or Chris. Uh, I know he listens. Something like McLovin. Uh, so he, he looks at me, he goes, "Look, there's this TV, Samsung. Normally goes for about three thousand, but uh, look, there's a new model coming out soon." So this one's probably a little bit obsolete. Probably could knock some stuff off. And coincidentally, end of financial year is around. Make it knock a little bit off there too. And then, you know, because he was very, very kind to me, he said, look, maybe I can uh, throw some uh, employee discount on there too. Next thing you know, there's $3,000 TVs, $1,500. Like, oh my God. Here I am debating whether I have to blow McLovin right now because I, I was certainly considering it for this massive improvement of a TV. Um... But yeah, and then I put on the 50 months and now I pay X amount of... Well, I can pay it off in like no time at all. So once... For some reason, it's not going to be making any payments right now. Maybe it has to wait for it to process, but I'm going to start making a bunch of stories, some money at it, pay it off nice and quickly. Very, very happy. However, what I love about this TV, Max, it's the Samsung U... Q20A, something like that. I don't know what the fuck it is. But 65 inches. So it's a substantial increase on the, inch, on the inches. Uh, it is beautiful. It's obviously four, as you would imagine, 4K Ultra HD uh, with the HDR 10 Plus or whatever. Uh, it has 120 frames per second. It has variable refresh rate. It has 2.1 HDMI. So it's everything that I'll need to be playing all the games for like the foreseeable future. And by God, Max, is it beautiful? The colors are amazing the blacks are amazing the brightness is amazing it looks good it's clean the remote's so fancy it had it run it's usb-c charged so it's not battery it just you know it's, it's like it's not batteries it's usb-c it has a solar panel on the back so you just leave it on your table and it will charge itself unnecessary but it's amazing and the end look with that as well this is where i think part of the problem with the quarry is if your hdr settings uh, just rem like if your HDR isn't perfect, the beginning of that game is invisible. Because booting it up on this on this tally, it was it wasn't clear like it was still intentionally dark as the game was clearly trying to deliver, but suddenly it wasn't just black something in the foreground, like you were actually able to see those minor differences in the dynamic range between those different areas. So, like, if you'll have a HDR TV or display that may is pretty good, but it may not be, like, immaculate, I would recommend probably putting it on, turning off HDR while you play. It'll actually probably bring up a lot of those dis those differences. Because you're on a HDR monitor too, yeah? Uh, yeah, I just haven't fiddled with... I haven't fiddled with my settings. I'll pull like that microphone away from your face, brother. You kind of... They, they, there you they work fine for what I normally play. Yeah. But, um... Once I fiddle with the settings a bit, I got the color correct. Yeah, you just kind of had to mess about. I just, I just, I just had to fiddle. Yeah, but it was more like I think it was, I think it was literally as simple as switching the monitor into like game mode. Yeah, true, and, then true, was, yeah. and then it was fine. Yeah, so I think that kind of checks out with what the telly had to do as well. But yeah, once that mm. happened, a game sort of opened up and looked much nicer. Uh, but there are still moments where the game has really weird lights, lighting, right? So there's a moment where you, I was playing as the character Brian funny enough and I'm walking towards this building uh, and it is a radio station or, a, or the announcement station of the camp 
And as I was walking up, I was looking at the ground and then I, then I looked up and there's almost like there's this line where as you look up, it gets all faded and washed out. And as you look, as you look down, it gets all dark and kind of dingy. It's almost like there's these, there's like a problem with what, what would essentially be the God rays, right? And it just looked like, I don't know what it was. I can't, I can't explain what the hell happened, but it was so weird. And like there are moments where the lighting is just horrendous. Sometimes you, it looks fantastic. You sent me that video. I did not have that issue in that area. Yeah. Well, you saw it as well. Yeah, because that's right. I saw yeah, it. Yeah. It's, a, it's this weird sort of yeah, transition. So, yeah, that didn't happen when I was playing. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. But like one of the other things, just like you know, you know how last week we were talking. So since last week, I was in chapter three last uh, last week. Now I'm in chapter seven. You finished it. So we'll get some of your, your thoughts credit. in just a minute. But like there are a couple of things. You know, I talked last week about how immaculate it looks sometimes, and it really does. But there are some times where it doesn't look very good at all. Like an example, there's a scene where you and there's two characters, and they're in the water on a off a pier, and the water is disgusting disgustingly bad it looks like bumhole it looks so so bad so here we like the, but there are, the face capture in said water amazing except for that mm. one girl she has such there's a one girl whose name's em, emma um she looks like someone she's wearing the skin of another person where everyone else looks amazing super weird mm. But, uh, so yeah, in chapter seven, where I'm at now, like, this is where the big pivotal, like, because there's 10 chapters, as we discussed last week, this is where the big story pivot sort of happens, and it really starts laying down, like, that act two stuff, you know, where the setup, now we're starting to get into the payoff of what the, of what the, 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 the game's trying to tell you, and then I haven't concluded it yet, but it's building up on the lore and the story and everything, it's, from here on out, like, as in from, like, chapter five-ish, it is completely different and it's awesome like it really just adds all this extra do you agree <laughs> having finished yes it's, it's it's very much stronger in the back half but that's because it 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 starts getting into the nitty-gritty of what's actually happening to these characters mm -hmm. uh your camera's frozen by the way oh no. um <laughs> so uh uh, like you said, at around chapter five, so about the midway point, give or take, it does. Um, it's it it doesn't get like too info dump heavy, but it does quicken its pace a little bit. Mm. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think they still do it very well. Um, my ending was quite. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the way my game ended. Uh, as we discussed last week, I'm very much playing it as I am the director and I'm telling these people how to act as opposed to you're essentially wearing their shoes and what would you do in their situation? What also how see, no, but seeing, what, seeing how their characters would respond. So using like the way they speak and their mannerisms, etc., which I guess is kind of the, the way that the, the writers intended, but it's me sort of yeah. like pulling on those nuances. So um, there's one there's one mechanic in this game that I want to touch upon. It's not not too spoilery. There's there's collectibles in the game, that, yep. and they're they're cards. Tarot tarot cards, be specific. Tarot cards, and they and they give uh, little insights into what into possible futures of what could happen. Very similar to that of premonitions in the Dark Pictures anthology. Yes. So in or the theory, butterfly effects from Until Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> in theory. I like these. However, if you collect more than one at any given moment, uh, when you reach the end and uh, you can use these, you can only pick one of them. <laughs> it's kind of bum. It's like, well, I went to all this effort to find them all, but they're like, if you find more than one, it's kind of sort of useless because you don't get to see... But saying that though, like the... And like, and like you don't know... They give you a quick little tidbit as to what the tarot card itself means, and then you have to kind of guess as to which character that will sync up with as yeah. to what information you get. So that's the only thing that I'd be unsure about because as everyone plays their character differently, or their characters differently, I should say. So like an example of it, you know, was like, uh, I don't know, the Hangman or something. You know, like, okay, well, the, the way they explain the Hangman tarot card for me may read for the character dylan which for you it may read for the character of abby you know what i mean yeah. so but then depending like if it's a pre-booked premon like the, it's a pre-written premonition it may not affect either of them you know what i mean 
So we select it based on, oh, this is how we're, we're playing this character. This character would line up with what that description is. Yeah. Uh, there, there's also points in the game where, uh, and I think this is a, a testament to it, to not waste the player's time. Once you've, explore, um, once you've explored an area and there's essentially nothing left for you to find, the character will make the comment of, I'm done here. We should move on. Yeah. Or, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go to the next area. Or I think the example that I had was I'm ready to sleep now. And, and you go, you go back and you, you, you sleep. so you're not just wasting your time walking around trying to find something that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Which is cool. So one of the things that I, I hadn't considered until I was listening to another part and they mentioned it was that this game was originally meant to go to Stadia. Yeah, it was a Stadia exclusive. Yeah, and then 2K picked it up and, and, and released it onto the consoles. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because in this part, and I guess this will be something that you can sort of t- uh, talk upon as well, is they, they just discuss compared to the likes of Until Dawn or even the Dark Pictures Anthology, the game is relatively easy in that it's very difficult to fail the quick time events if you're paying attention. And I, From memory, I don't think Until Dawn had overly difficult... Quick time events. Yeah, but but, but the big difference was that they'd be different buttons, etc. Right, so you would have so the time is always the same, but how you know you'd have to go oh shit square boop. So there's a higher chance of you fumbling it compared to say um, where this everything here is done by the left stick. So as it's a Stadia game, which is all about streaming, I presume it would be in order to prevent people constantly fucking up the QTEs. They make it simple. They put it on the one hand. It's all directional with enough time for you to respond and beat the streaming lag, I guess. Something that I hadn't considered. And because I, I, aside from one or two quick time events that I missed because I was simply not paying full attention, I hit them. Well, pretty much as exactly as I wanted. But because in the same way that you so in your playthrough as the director did you ever miss a QT on purpose to uh, to benefit the story yes ah interesting okay well, t- I, I also used one retry because I failed a QTE that I clearly should have passed mm-hmm um, and it was one of the ones where I, it was like look at a target and perform an action. Yeah. And I like I was I was full on that person. And it's like nope, sorry, you missed. I'm like, well, that's a little bit of BS. So I I rolled it back and and redid it. Nice. So ha- yeah. So what's what's your sort of uh, look? We're gonna have a full blown discussion probably in the next week or so uh, with our good friend of the show, Cat, uh, over at Hear Us Scream. Uh, and we'll discuss our full thoughts of the of the game from a story perspective primarily we will discuss some gameplay and whatever but it will be primarily from the story side what's your overall thoughts it hits that like 80s 90s nostalgia camp horror vibe really well Mm -hmm. uh the story I found to be quite compelling, especially in the latter half of the game. That's not necessarily to say that the first half is not good. I just feel it's not as strong. It does it does peak and then goes up at, at, at the second half. It kind of it's very steady on the first half as you're getting to know the characters. And then once you once you hit that point of oh this is what's actually happening, it does get a lot more interesting. Mm most likely uh, uh, like that of a horror film yeah um, so yeah once the big that, bad sort of it, appears and everything sort of yeah, gets once, in motion once you've worked yeah. out what's going on and like you know they still do all those those tropes of you know maybe don't separate everyone during the horror film when people are dying like don't go separate ways mm-hmm. like there's a there's a point in um, there's a point in the game at the back end where three of the characters are like, we need to go and do this, but not all three of us are needed. You stay here. I'm like, no, no, everyone should go. And they're like, no, 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 you stay there. I'm like, why? There's no, there's no reason to leave someone behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> 
but um you know it's it's good fun i have yet to check out the the movie mode just mm-hmm. why i wonder if that is wonder how that plays out because there is still a few areas where you would walk around i wonder if how they deal with that whether or not it's still you picking up the controller and moving the character around the space in that that movie mode mm-hmm. it kind of seems to defeat the purpose in my mind um so hopefully i will endeavor to check that out before uh we next record but i i thoroughly enjoyed it um yeah the story was great yeah look i would yeah that's a kind of a, a line with what i'm experiencing at the moment like i'm hoping the story comes together nicely and then of course i'm looking forward to how your story gets told compared to how my story gets told and then compared told and then compared to how a cat story gets told i think that's what's going to be the mm. real interesting part because when we talk about games like this it's all about branching branching paths etc pardon me the one thing you really want is so I guess some consi- some demonstration that all their choices matter and they mean something. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're not really going to know that to be the case until the end of the game, where unlike Detroit, you get to see your path as it happens. Where here you get to the end and you go, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is the path that, that I've taken. So, yeah, that's fine. Beautiful. Uh, so have you been playing anything else? Um... Not really. I just, yeah, I just finished Until Dawn. Uh, Until Dawn. I just installed Until Dawn because I'm going to play that again with the wife. But um, no, other than finishing uh, The Quarry, I haven't really been playing much this week. Nice. Well, I I have been sort of jumping around titles. And look, one of the things is, because as we talked about in the past, you know, like X month, month and a half, almost mm. two months, about just my complete disinterest in playing games right now just because my mental well-being um having the new tv in almost like a retail therapy sort of way has re-engaged me in wanting to play and as a result i've kind of been like oh that's fine games that look amazing so i pulled up forbidden west i'm like oh oh the colors are so and then i pulled up red dead redemption 2 I'm like oh the details are so basic and so i just i've kind of just gone through a bunch of different games different art styles i pulled up like tiny tina's and i was like oh man like this art style really pops now and all these little differences i've just kind of you know jumped between all these different titles i've played things for a little bit and i played a little bit of mlb the show today just be like oh i wonder how good this how good this looks and it looks like i'm watching the game on tv it's absolutely like i am but i mean like actually watching an, a, a a literal mm. in real world baseball game it looks so insane insane um yeah so I've, I've just kind of done a little bit of that but then i also played a bunch of game dev story as well which looks like shit like it's literally a small little pixar mobile uh, pixel mobile game uh now on console so i'm like why am i playing this when i have this beautiful television i'm just watching a giant pixel you know tycoon games whatever <sighs> but yeah no, we like what we like yeah we like what we do because we're fucking weirdos it's, it's, it's how it works I'm still eagerly awaiting Story of Seasons uh, Pioneers of Olive Town when is that coming god damn it speaking Never. of speaking of making Thank things you. speaking of making things look good let's get to the section where we chill and we talk about Manscaped I know it's a season to rug up Max but that shouldn't apply to all of the parts of your body if you join the four million world men worldwide using manscape the leaders the leaders in male grooming and their fourth generation performance package you can get your jungle under control by using the promo code ftp if you head over to au.manscape.com if you get that 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping look as you mentioned time to bundle up it's cold you've got your jumpers on you've got your scarves on you know, but the one thing you, you can always do is keep that down downstairs areas nice and kept up. Because oh, update by the way, remember how I talked last week? You know, last week before about the possums in my tree. Mm. Uh, so I reached out to the landlord, received a recommendation from the pest control person, being like, "Hey, you probably should trim that tree back." Um, and you know, as some sometimes we get that advice from our partners. You know, if I had one, but you know what I mean like they'd be like, "Hey, maybe you should." you know trim that trim that hedge back a little bit I'm like all right no worries so i i trimmed it a little bit you know the possums went away it looked kind of nice i went off to the wrestling show yesterday came back home trees fucking gone they not tell you that it was happening they, i got told no i got told they were coming and like trimming the tree 
I didn't tell me they were going to fucking take it away. So now I have this, I have this giant, like open and airy, open uh, front area to my house, just like my dick with uh, Manscaped. So you, and I did that by uh by by purchasing the manscaped performance package 4.0 which did come with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker two things that i'm sure my landlord used uh it, at my house also not on his front area um i presume it's to him uh the crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all these goodies but all, it's everything you'll need to make your balls a priority this autumn it's a little asterisk. We can neither confirm nor deny the use of the weed whacker on your landlord's front and area. Yep. Very true. <laughs> Shit. I've lost where we were. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's their fourth generation trimmer, Max? It is their fourth generation trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when you need for a more precise shave, which is really handy at the moment because apparently the East Coast of uh, the East Coast of Australia is currently having an energy crisis. <laughs> and there's just random blackouts. So Shout out to uh, Manscaped for putting a light so I don't cut myself. Yeah, because when I'm sitting here going, man, the price of electricity is really fucking crazy. I'm going to sit here in the dark, but I need to trim my ball sack. <laughs> uh, plus, Ryan, it's also waterproof. It is. Rain or shine, the lawnmower 4.0 will work to keep your nuts slim. <laughs> and air free <laughs> the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up to, uh, in your nose or the ear the nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system that is a mouthful to provide proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevents nicks and snags and tugs in those delicate facial holes yeah I'm glad you I'm glad you clarified <laughs> facial holes because fuck but that's not all that Manscaped offer of course outside of just ball trimming they are now focused on their efforts on helping you out with helping out your th thigh slappers in other ways with their game changing boxes these boxes features the jewel pouch is a pouch designed to cradle yeah, boys in their own special space line with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Look, basically, just imagine your balls chilling in a hammock on some tropical beach that isn't this coldest fucking area that is Geelong in Victoria, Australia. The micro the micro model modal fabric is buttery soft, because that's what I think about when I put on when I put my underpants on. Uh, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat you can choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes from small to 3xl for all of your dick sizes size of waist is is measured not size of penis uh manscaped has also moved beyond your down under by releasing their ultimate perform the premium collection the full body collection includes a shampoo a body wash a moisturizer a deodorant and everything that will have you smelling nice this coming awesome now max have you ever checked out these uh ultra performance collections no, I haven't. I I, I I just keep myself to the trimmers and the and the uh, the crop mops. Well, look, I, as the, I the do beautiful the beautiful ball wipes. So I look. I, they're, they're up behind. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen you in a while. They 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 keep in that. And you know, you had a busy day yesterday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did they keep you stank free? I did. I did take some ball wipes with me. Just you know, after a whole day of moving wrestling, like. <laughs> You know, like not that it might, not my, not my, a little quick, a little quick shimmy, yeah. just like, just like a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, uh, 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 uh. and then like I was in the middle of the fucking arena. I was like, I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like I'm, I'm wiping my balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but look, Max, maybe you should because if you do, do if you do use these ultimate premium collection you won't just be smelling good but you can feel good about it because all these products are cruelty free paraben free vegan friendly and dye free and all the best ingredients with absolute zero compromise but you listeners at home can get 20 percent off plus free worldwide shipping if you use the code ftp at au.manscape.com that's 20 percent off plus 
free worldwide shipping with the code FT. I kind of almost hiccuped as I said, hence the big, big spike there. Make sure you have the best package for your package. And if you choose Manscaped, your balls will thank you. That's enough of that, Max. Let's get in the section we call Inform the Players, where you tell you about what happened this week. Now, Max, I know you've buried it in the news, and I don't know I why. I didn't, I didn't bury it. Because I, I put it, I've put it like at the top. This is a Sony-related show. Yeah. Therefore, the Sony news goes on top. But we're going to skip that today. Yeah, look, Sony news Jeez. always goes first normally. But look, this show, you know, it's 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 personality-based. It's driven by us, our interests, which primarily is PlayStation. But there is one interest that Max can get. Like, he's lucky that he's wearing his Manscaped boxes that are holding everything in that nice little fucking pouch because he is rocking the meanest, meanest little thing for... Uh, Final Fantasy news this week. What I, I, happened? I mean, this little thing, that's a bit harsh. I, I, I wanted to say erection, but then I felt bad. And then <laughs> so I, you went with little? Yeah, and, then, and as I said that, I went, uh-oh. Dick. Yes, yes, that. Uh, well, guys, on Friday morning, there was two showcases. One was kind of meh. That was Capcom's. It was kind of meh. <laughs> it was kind of meh. <laughs> The other was the Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Showcase. Now, I went into this thinking it's going to be bullshit because I think about a day before on Twitter, there is a gentleman known by as the, I think it was the, the Snitch or the Leaker. Yeah, the Snitch. And yeah. he had been he had been leaking stuff all throughout this key three week. Key. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> basically it was uh, I think it was something along the lines of Final Fantasy 7 then four colored boxes which alluded some people to think that because it was blue green announce, red and black red and black yeah so, so uh, under standard marketing blue PlayStation green yeah. Xbox red uh, Nintendo and Switch. PC I guess yeah so they're like oh but it's finally leaving it's PlayStation exclusivity it's gonna be everywhere and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just going to be bullshit fucking mobile games. Because they announced like 30 games to come. They're coming in the package of Final Fantasy VII. And I'm like, maybe we're going to get a Crisis Core remastered. This is this could be it. This could be it. So I went in with very low expectations. And, you know, what do you mean? Just you, went, you went in with low expectations, but you're like, this could be Crisis Core. That's a pretty huge uh, expectation. Just, just, to, just to prove my point. They, they kicked it off with some mobile games. I'm like, ugh, I knew it. I fucking knew it. So they spoke about Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, which is their their battle royale game. It's getting some new content. They're adding some new stuff. It's fine. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate showed up. They showed us some gameplay, and they're like, what, "Hey, Integrate, it's coming to Steam. Oh, it's no longer Epic exclusive for the PC. Bring it out on Steam. Oh, cool. That's that's awesome. You know, widen that player base. Awesome." And then they announced that Final Fantasy Ever Crisis is getting a closed beta test in 2022 at some point for iOS and Android. This is their, like, ultimate story of all Final Fantasy VII encapsulated in one little mobile game. Cool. It's, come, it's, it's coming soon. There's, there's a beta coming out this year. Awesome. Bam. Fucking Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion <clears throat> Remastered-ish coming this <laughs> fucking year out of nowhere. They're like, coming winter this year. So our summer. Yep. So back end of the year, last quarter. Bam. Straight after that, that didn't stop. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Part two of the now announced three-part series for Final Fantasy VII coming next winter. So next summer. Which means... We will get three new Final Fantasy games in the next 18 months with Crisis Core Remastered coming out this year. We've got Final Fantasy 16, first half of next year, and then we've got the second part of the Final Fantasy 7 remake titled Rebirth, the back end of next year. What a fucking time to be a Final Fantasy fan. As someone that is not a Final Fantasy fan. And, and they also announced that the development has started for part three ready to go well there you go I mean, so they'll put I mean, about three years between the part I mean, one and part two not bad I mean we all we all figured that uh, it was going to be a three part series Final Fantasy 7 is a three disc game 
the way the first one ended was right when the first disc ended. Makes sense. Cool. Do it. Let's go. They showed off some gameplay for Rebirth, and it looks schmick. On your new TV? Perfect. Oh, my. So, I have yet to watch it because Final Fantasy is the... But, no, uh, incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I won't tell you why. It's 25 years, man. The game's obviously good. <laughs> People are still harping on about it. Um, so, yeah, the, this this uh, this showcase kind of just fucking topped all expectations that I had of it. And I think this showcase wins Key 3. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, because like, we were discussing last week about how overall summer's ga- summer game fest has been pretty uninteresting and there's well at least for me anyway there's been it's not been a pretty... lot that has jumped out at me but it sounds like so, just for for you one showcase <laughs> one, yeah, sony didn't win microsoft didn't win square one just talking about final fantasy uh so we will talk about quickly before we jump into like the playstation news well, Did I, you I, watch... I want you to gush a bit more about all this why are you excited for this obviously like Part two makes sense, but so, like, what is about Crisis Core? Okay, what so is all Crisis this? Core, Crisis Core is cool because it's trapped on the PSP. Yeah. So now it's not. It's coming coming to PS5. Uh, part two, for, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, also PS5 exclusive. Not coming to PS4, just PS5. The fact that they're turning them out as quickly as they are, like I expected to wait a lot longer than what than what we are. Like th- this is pretty cool. Now, obviously, granted, all games get delayed, and they, they have penciled in a pretty big window for their stuff to come out in. Um, at the same time, if they're already working on part three, it must mean part two is pretty much done and dusted. Or at a point where they think that they will have it done and dusted in the next 12 months. Well, if they can push it out, yeah. yeah. So I don't, maybe, cause this could all be like pre-alpha, I guess, where maybe like with a year away, maybe they're sort of allowing to polish to the max, I guess. Yeah so yeah it's 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 really cool that that they're remastering final fantasy 7 crisis score because that's obviously uh from memory it's been such a long time since i've played it having never actually owned a psp i um borrowed a friends to actually play it it's it, it's kind of this side along story that that gives background info on some of the characters mm-hmm. and it's really cool that they're allowing people to ex- because the story of Final Fantasy VII is so convoluted because it's over. It's it's their characters spread across so many games. It's almost as bad as fucking Kingdom Hearts. Made by the same people, it makes sense. Uh, but now that they're remastering everything and putting everything back together, I think it's uh, similar to what uh, they're doing with the Resident Evil series and kind of re rejiggering their timelines back into perspective. It's it's a good it it's good for the the fans of the original game and it's great to onboard new people because the story won't be as confusing as and convoluted as it once was that and the, the big one is it's no longer stuck on fucking PSP you can actually play it mm. on a console i can understand why that's a pretty huge thing for those it's really people. annoying when games get stuck on hardware that just has kind of become obsolete and well yeah two generations ago and and uh, yeah, and a handheld, so there's not like yeah. really true back, true compatibility that's out there. Backwards yeah, that's it. <sighs> oh, what was your question? Sorry. So I was going to ask, talking about showcases, did you check out any of the Microsoft showcase or the Microsoft Bethesda showcase? I started watching it on the new telly, and then I got distracted because the Capcom one happened. Um, so I was like, oh well, I care more about the Capcom one, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, I really care about this one either. <laughs> so I, the Capcom one was interesting in that it showed mm. off uh, a bit more about what's coming to Monster Hunter Rise uh, showed more about uh, it showed more of the DLC for Village which is awesome that mm-hmm. got me very interested pardon me because it, it's you know it's telling a lot more about the, the it's essentially like a 8.5 I guess by the looks of it from a Resident yeah, Evil it, perspective it's, it's doing what I assumed that Resident Evil 9 was going to be yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is very, very interesting, which tells me that they're like... Because we talked, we discussed this previously about how uh, 7, 8... Like, 7 and 8 had such a through point, a through story 
that it would make sense for the two as a trilogy. So then nine would have the con- conclusion to uh this whole particular story ethan's story ethan's yeah. story well yeah well, we know ethan uh, things happen and spoilers um but like yeah so the, the the finalization of all that story would be great and there were some things they, they they talked about how with this new dlc in october you get this the new uh rose dlc you also get you can play the game in full 3d uh sorry full 3d third person full third person so you can play it like you could two and three which is awesome that's a really cool thing. Uh, that's, I was like, oh, I didn't consider that. Sweet. Uh, uh, excuse me. And then they showed off Exo Primal. And I was like, okay. They showed off the exact trailer for Resident Evil 4. Didn't really do much else. Was it needed? No. But I, I'm glad they kind of did it. Because at least the, the village stuff was interesting. And if you like Monster Hunter mm. Rise, it makes sense. It's probably the best way to show Exo Primal, but I don't know, it didn't really jump happy. And like when it came to, to Xbox and Bethesda, I didn't watch it knowing very well that there would a as a PlayStation primary player, uh, it wouldn't get me all excited. And from where I, apparently from it's pretty much exactly what went down. So they they talked about Forza rad and they did preface the show with everything this is coming in the next 12 months i'm like okay uh which was interesting because then they talked about like uh starfield and uh which apparently looks and plays exactly like no man's sky (laughs) which is an interesting decision um but yeah there was nothing like there's a bunch of things that i thought would be there in some capacity but weren't like where was senua where was uh i think like I perfect think, dark I think, you know where are all i think all these they answered things? their i think <clears throat> i think they answered their own questions they're not going to be out within the 12 month frame then so then what is there. coming then in the same way that playstation we, we've been asking them that exact same question after god of war what the fuck is coming out so if you that's what i mean like i mean so they showed off i think it was like 36 odd titles mm-hmm 32 of them were coming to games pass day one they're all coming out within the next 12 months um you know they had they they managed to get some some uh some big stuff there like they've had they had diablo 4 there uh obviously that's multi-platform coming everywhere but showed off with showed off with microsoft which is good for them they're obviously buying that company so (laughs) makes sense it's over there but I think to put anything in there that wasn't in that in that twelve months kind of goes against everything that they said from the start of their show of this is this is what's coming yeah soon. But then they showed the Kojima stuff, which was the but one sh- thing they didn't show anything of the Kojima stuff. They they showed Kojima saying, "Hey, I'm working with them." That doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to be out within the next twelve months. But I think they specifically didn't show anything because everything else had gameplay trailers or story trailers this didn't this was just kojima on the screen saying hey i'm working with microsoft yeah was there anything that jumped uh, out at you because not a whole lot jumped out at me look some of it jumped out at me i have the benefit of having a xbox with games pass so it doesn't hurt me to check out all this stuff uh i think the fact that they kind of just went here's an hour and a half's worth of trailers of stuff that's coming out in 12 months was cool considering the fact that you know sony state of play we got like 10 12 things with arbitrary dates and then their big showstopper was hey last of us part one version three is coming out at some point like yes xbox didn't show any crazy cool first party stuff neither did sony yeah, yeah they did they should uh, well i mean they did but it's not new stuff oh, okay <laughs> and then they, they, they and they linked it prior to the announcement so yeah and like it's that weird like you know because obviously where everyone's still holding out hope like ragnarok's coming Corey barlog's back on twitter he's apparently playing Something. last of us part three he's, he's, he's playing last of us part one version three sorry yeah. everyone's like oh it's, it's coming I still don't think it is I, I just 
I don't know. It's we're almost in July, and you know the rumor has it Ragnarok was supposed to be coming out when Last of Us Part One Version Three is coming out now. They'll say drop in September, yeah. So you know they're not gonna they're not gonna drop that early September and then drop God of War two weeks later in mid September. That doesn't make sense. So you know uh, have we have we lost God of War Ragnarok this year to get a game that we've already played twice? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who absolutely knows, Max? It's 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 painful. So, all right. Well, anyway, enough of this uh, speculation. Well, let's, let's get in, let's talk. get into something that excites you because you're, you're well, actually. I mean, this this is still speculation, but this this as you as you alluded to, this does excite me because rumor has it that uh, Sony are making a pro controller, which is great because I had a I had a scuff controller for my PS4, so I had one of those fancy back paddle controllers. And it completely changed the way I play games. I love it. And going back to not having paddles on the back of my controller has been quite the learning curve. But Sony will allegedly respond to fan demand and announce a premium quality pro version of the DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5 potentially later this month. The the controller, codenamed Hunt, has been revealed by journalist Tom Henderson, who has a relatively sturdy track record when it comes to industry insider matters. He claims the device will feature removable analog sticks, trigger stops, and rear button paddles, like the short-lived back button attachment for the DualShock 4. <laughs> it is possible the pad could be announced as early as this month, with Henderson hinting that Sony has a number of smaller non-console hardware announcements planned for June although he did fail to elaborate on what else those could entail. See, this is interesting. So this is, so this is a guy that leaked, uh, was it last week or the week before, about the Kojima yeah. uh, t- title, and that, that article had since been removed. Uh, so, yeah. Tom, Tom Henderson is a trustworthy name in the in the game space when it comes to leaking mm. and providing information. So this is 100% happening, or at least there's R&D for it in some capacity. Yeah. What intrigues me, though, is part of its big selling point here is removable analog, you know, analog sticks, etc. Now, uh, I don't know where it is. In will, the- that, will, that, will that inadvertently affect fucking uh, stick drift? Well, potentially. But one of the... <laughs> Let me see. If I, can, oh, I don't know where the controller is, but there was a a little while ago we reviewed a controller called the Thrustmaster eSwap Pro. It was a controller that had the you could interchange the D pad, the thumbs, the thumbsticks, you name it. But it was all like a little like you sort of slip it out and you could buy new kits for it. So if you wanted to have, say, if you're a fighting game player, you need one stick, a D pad, and you know extra buttons so you could read like a, an arcade stick but on your on a little controller so you could swap out the right analog stick put some extra buttons in there you know and, and then get a better d-pad and get a you know thumbstick or whatever so like the, the, it's already been done before under another well, controller I- so it's interesting whether and like the, that controller stopped getting support really quick so it's safe to say that if i i'm very curious on I think you'll How find that, that this is probably not as customizable as that. Mm. You'll probably find that the removable sticks are, you can remove them. So instead of being indented on the top, they will be like the PS3. Well, nubs. that one had this as well. You could like, you had little, you could sw- or, swivel off. Or it'll, have, or it'll have different length sticks. Oh. I don't think you're going to be able to have uh, offset thumbsticks mm. similar to that of like an Xbox controller. I think you're stuck with the layout of what it is. I just think you'll be able to change the stick type. Potentially. As in, yeah, you, just, you can screw, you can screw up it, the... Very similar to yeah. how, like, the the Elite controller, you can swivel it off and put yeah. new one on. Yeah. So, look, as I I will... That's kind of what I'm picturing yeah. is they're just going to transfer what the Xbox Elite controller is to a DualSense controller. Yeah, because like, my, my brain went to the eSwap, but then now you mentioned, like, this, that's probably a much simpler way to do it, and you can sort of promise the integrity of, of, the, of the controller in itself. And, you know, I have gone on the record saying that the Elite Controller is one of the best controllers ever, except, well, I guess that was pre-DualSense in the extra features of DualSense, but I, I loved the Elite for its heaviness, like those the metal sticks and stuff, mm. like the buttons, everything about it just feels really, really good. And uh, one thing I did enjoy about the uh, Razer uh, 
controller that I reviewed a number of years ago where the tactile buttons had that good click to them so they felt better. Um, if, they, if they can integrate that into this, this Pro Control, then I'm already in and I would buy it in an absolute heartbeat. The swappable sticks doesn't really do a whole lot for me, but like give some tactile buttons. Oh, oh, that'd be amazing. So what, what, for you, Max, as someone that loves your, your Pro controllers, what would you need for you to spend the money on this? I'm, I mean, just, just having like programmable back paddles is enough for me. Because mm. like, I always think back paddles are a really great idea and I never end up using them or I bump them and end up dying. No, they're, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Um, oh, I mean, oh, considering the fact that I don't play as many first-person shooters as I used to, I probably don't need one because mm. that's, that's mainly what I would use it for. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they look like when they come out and what the price difference is because obviously there are third-party ones out there, but they're so incredibly expensive. They're like the cost of three DualSense controllers. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely so, insane. Speaking of insane, so uh, Fire Sprite, one of the newest pickups uh, from Sony, they've, they're moving offices. Well, that, that part itself isn't that exciting. They're, just, they're like, hey, here's a report. People are moving buildings. No, but this is massive because this is, in fact, a massive building. So the team, which currently occupies a roughly 2,000 square meter foot vanilla factory, is moving to the former Bibli Line headquarters in Liverpool, in Liverpool, sorry, UK's Ropewalks district, and is taking over the entire 50,000 square foot building. The building named Dukin Park actually includes a former library, but it's all being converted into a modern office space. And apparently developer Firesprite has signed a 10-year lease. So it looks set to occupy the property for the at least the next 10, 10 years or the foreseeable future. That is a staggering dollar investment, Max, in a pretty new team. Uh, what do you think they need so much space for? I have no idea. Uh, obviously, they're looking to grow. Would hope so. Uh, what are they working on at the moment? They're working on one of VR, those. Are they? Yeah. Well, yes. So they're like, yeah, they are because they're, they're the ones that are working on the call of the mountain, call to the mountain, call of the mountain. Well, well that's what they're doing. They they've just bought fifty thousand square foot of fucking recording space of mo oh, gonna, of motion capture. It. They're gonna. They're going to build a fucking mountain in that. No, <laughs> in that actually, this makes more sense. So now I, I don't believe Sony owns their own motion capture studio. I know they do, They have been doing it out of the UK from memory. Um, I don't... Now they got... They, but they maybe got that's it. square feet extra. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe this is them... Because we, we've, we've looked at Sony's big business practices semi-recently. And like they talk about... How, we've just talked about how they are making decisions that benefit a, a bit of a longer-term plan, whether it be, um, you know, buying a, a studio just to support their... Um, their PC launches, they have Valkyrie, which will just support the other teams. Like they are playing a longer game in the same way that we saw in, with Embracer buying publishers and like tech companies and like things that aren't just game developers. So maybe this is a little bit of that. So that way, rather than in in the same way they have like the um, you know Gorilla has their primary engine that they've used uh, with. Uh, like Kojima and stuff and so and Sony having now a financial stake in Unreal I'm sure they'll be pivoting to using Unreal Engine 5 a lot more so that's going to save some like save some dollars because of that investment I imagine there's some sort of dealing there but if they with the cost of games getting exponentially higher and higher and the demand on I guess the that next level realism that Sony are uh, known to provide would it would actually make a lot of sense just to make your own motion capture space mm. so if if on the presumption now we could be completely wrong here and i'm happy to be corrected but if they do not own their own space this is the best way to do it this is a solid 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 purchase uh, next up we have some more news on the Gran Turismo movie Ooh. adaptation uh, with District 9's Neil Blomkamp. Uh, we'll, we'll come... Yeah, it's arriving next year. 11th, oh. of, August, 11th of August 2023. That's quick. The, the movie, which is said to be in early production last month, has been penned by Jason Hall and will be based upon a true story. No casting announcements have been made. 
Based on the true story of a car? Like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh, quote, The film is the ultimate wish-fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Eh. I, I kind of like my, my theory about the Gran Turismo series better. It's a better use well, of it. It's not a series, it's a movie. I know, but I want it to be a series, Max. The pitch we had a couple of weeks ago was much, much better. Well, the other big bit of news is that the Uncharted movie is coming to Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is set to uh, join Netflix on the 15th of July. Just under a month away, which is nice. I mean, I, I, I'm keen to watch that again. Sony has, Sony has a deal with Netflix, so it's going there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, not too bad. Look, I I'm very, very keen. It, so I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I've started the film and the pictures. I might have to, might have to come watch it. Your oh yeah, yeah. Come sit, on, like come, come sit on my subpar couch, <laughs> but watch my really good TV because that's my next purchase <laughs> is to get a better couch because the the couch that you gave me that lived in you. your garage sucks, <laughs> sucks, but it was free, so I'm not complaining. But it sucks. <laughs> All right, Max, that's all the big pieces this week. Let's get into the quick bits. Uh, the first one is, I'm sure, enough. To, if you weren't already aroused in your weeb week, uh, you certainly are now. Because Persona is making a comeback uh, with Persona 5 Royal receiving a PS5 version later this year, which would be cool. Uh, 21st of October, apparently. Yeah. Now, like, I've... I Look, as much as I shit on Persona, I would be open to playing it again. And, like, I do have it. But I'll play a PS5 version for sure. I think it would look amazing. Uh, but that's not all. Persona 3 and Persona 4 Golden will also be coming to PS PlayStation this year. However, the marketing next year, next year next sorry. Year. However, marketing materials will only, are currently only showing the PS4 logo. Uh, it was announced this week that it's coming to Games Pass. So yeah, these 5. were announced. At, these were announced at the Xbox Showcase. Um, and they mentioned that they were only coming to Xbox. They are in fact coming to everything. Uh, this is really cool because Persona 3 and 4 are stuck on fucking PSP again. Or PS2. Similar to... Oh, and... Vita. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Persona, so, well, 4, Persona was... 4 Golden's on PC, so it's relatively easy to transfer over, you would you would think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting that they're only rocking the PS4 logo, not PS5. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can... Oh, I might maybe open a plain Vita again. I can play Persona 4 Golden. That'd be fun. Uh, the Quarry's missing multiplayer mode, uh, as which was previously announced as being delayed, is the result of the current ongoing war in the Ukraine. Uh, and this was as part of the team that worked on that multiplayer were based out of said country. <laughs> Bit of a bummer. Yeah. It's one of those things you just kind of don't realize how like global things are set up. Like there was... So I think something was yeah, like, oh, the production. They had to like pick up heart, pick up their team and move their server farm as well. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but Obviously. like I didn't, I had no idea it was based out of Ukraine. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, Overwatch Two is having a beta at the end of this month, apparently, kicking off at four a.m. on Wednesday, 29th of June. I believe that's Australian time. Yep, uh, and will run until mid July. So you can sign up for the beta on the website, or you can buy the Overwatch Two uh, Watchpoint pack on the PS Store. Now, apparently, uh, there's in talks of Overwatch going free-to-play moving forward. It, it is free-to-play going oh, forward. already? Well, there you go. I don't fucking oh, care. Uh, Overwatch 1. Overwatch 2 was announced that it will be... Oh, there you go. EVP content will be free-to-play. Fantastic. For those that care. Yeah. Uh, Housemark is working on a new IP, according to a new interview with Video Games Chronicle. Awesome. And uh, I know this one got you... Because you've, you've just had a week, Max. It's been a good week for RPG fans. Yeah, because Dragon's Dogma 2 is officially in development. Another solid game. Yeah, you are living the fucking dream right now, is all I'm going to say. Upcoming titles for this week, though, Ryan. We have Sonic Origins coming to PS4, PS5, June 23. Okay. We have Capcom's Fighting Collection, PS4, coming June 24th. Uh, Disgaea 6 Complete, PS4, PS5, June 28th. DNF Duel, PS4, PS5, June 28th. MX versus ATV Legends, PS4, PS5, June 28th. Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, PS4, June 30th. Outriders DLC, World Slayer, PS4, PS5, June 30th. And The Galactic Junkers, PS4, June 30th. 
I'm anything they're tickling the fancy. Uh, Outriders. I enjoy I, Outriders. My game of whatever year it came out because I thoroughly into it was last year. I enjoyed it so much. I I will have to reinstall it to re- remember how to play it. But fuck yeah, I'm down for some more DLC. Because once again, even though the story itself, I kind of stopped caring about at some point. I was just playing it very similar to The Division. The gameplay was so tight that I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, Cuphead, the delicious last course sounds good if I was actually able to finish the base game. Um, but yeah, as I can't do that, uh, I'll have to wait. What about you? Uh, yeah, Cuphead and Outriders. Nice. For sure. But yeah, because um, we, 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 we never ended up playing some multiplayer Outriders, did we? No, of course not. When our our um, time frame is just never aligned. Yeah, our schedules are all different, and, and I'm a big fan of playing games by myself, so it actually worked out pretty well for me. Because I like playing games by myself, and things lined up just well. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But that does bring us to the end of the show, because I am unquestionably about to fall asleep. So Max... I have to go to work. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Max, send this show home so I can please snooze. <laughs> well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to come and talk future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, across the comments shop, where you can buy shirts, other assorted shit, without logos on it, or you can help support us by help by supporting the brands that support us, like our friends over at Manscaped, by going to au.manscaped.com, save yourself 20% off, and get free worldwide shipping using the promo code FTP. But, until next week, I'm Ryan Bitson. I'm Max Cooper. And that, was for the players. Ah. And now you're like, I'm fucking dead. And... <laughs>